What's up, y'all? Morning. How is everybody? Little Earl Grey in the morning. So, I have a ton of stuff to do, but instead of doing it, I thought I would come and hang out with y'all for about an hour today. Because, you know, it's good to be the boss, so I can do that. So, there's that. Uh, so, yeah, what's on y'all's mind on, I guess, BGG Con Eve Eve? At least it is for me. I leave tomorrow morning. Uh, leave for the airport about 10.30 in the morning. Uh, we fly into BGG, me, Skippin, and the other uh, Denver locals. We fly into uh, Love Field because we're flying southwest. Then uh, we all get a group van, head to Babes, uh, famous fried chicken, and oh yeah. Hmm. Sorry to rub that in. Amanda, I know you're watching. I'm sorry. Uh, but go to Babes. We go, go hit the candy store slash root beer store that's right across the street. Go to Babes about 5 o'clock, then go hit the grocery store for snacks and provisions for the week. And then go hit BGGCon and only to leave probably for one dinner throughout the entire convention. And, and that's that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, it's funny, Rob, you just mentioned the secret elephant. Um, uh, I just got a message from Skippin'. That we have 97 for the uh, secret elephant right now. 97 folks. I would have preferred a even number. But okay, we had a 50-50 shot of that, right? Pretty good. So good morning, everybody. Yep, uh, wearing, my, wearing my Canucks sweater this morning. Uh, which is probably stupid considering the, uh, the lights in here. But yeah, oh well. Yeah, so... All right. Good morning. So what's on y'all's mind? Come on, talk. I can't, uh, I can't do this on myself. I mean, or by myself, I could, but th then I just ramble more so than normal. And that's no good for every, anybody. All right. Oh, it's Marlon's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Marlon. All right. Nice. Uh, Cave Hines asks, was the total for the Puerto Rico fundraiser announced yet? Um, sort of. So this is a little bit weird. So I know that we raised, I, I got proof that we raised $292, but then I know of three other donations that put us over, but they didn't tell me how much. So it's between, uh, 300 exactly, which I imagine it's probably closer to 350, 400. And then we threw in the 300 that was promised. So I'm going to say it was between 650 and 750, I think, raised yesterday, which isn't a ton, but it's sure, um, you know what, 650 to $750 raised is better than not raising 650 and seven to $750. So awesome job, everybody that donated. We really appreciate it. And hopefully, uh, I have faith that 100% of it's going to go to good use. So, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool. Um, okay, and Skippin says the secret elephant is still open till later this evening. So, uh, Skippin, on that note, are you going to draw all the names to where we all have them before we go to BGGCon? Is that the total plan? So, my question for you then, Scott. And I saw Jared mention Earl Grey. Hot. Yep. Yep. Okay. So Skippin says, yep, that's the plan. Awesome. All right. And Tony slash Cockbongo says it's a great total. Well done, everyone. I totally agree. Um, I think that was really amazing uh, and pretty awesome. And I feel bad for Mario uh, that the original plan was to do the live stream on Monday to be doing it actually right now. Um, however, Mike being, uh, Sweater Mike being such a integral part of our group as well as honestly a, a Puerto Rico expert um, I didn't want to not include him and he was flying out yesterday for work because he has work today tomorrow and half of Wednesday before he heads over 
uh, to BGGCon, and so that's why we impromptu moved it up a day to Sunday instead of Monday. So that's that's the way that came to be. Um, I would have much rather have had Mario be a uh, present for that, but still, even so, I think it was pretty awesome. I saw his uh, his comments in the Slack channel. He was he was pretty uh, pretty blown away by it, which awesome. Now I just hope he said he was going to share it with his Facebook group and other local gamers there in Puerto Rico. Um, so awesome. I just I think. As much as the money matters, obviously, to, to the relief efforts there, um, I think little things like this to let them know that they're not forgotten about, I, I would argue morale-wise is just as important as the six to seven hundred-ish dollars that we raised yesterday. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that's cool. And thank you everybody that was a part of that yesterday, whether you donated or not. Um, helping the stream go along and, and make for a better watch for everybody. And hopefully y'all enjoyed it as well. So cool. Good stuff. Um, so let's see. Trent says he has the audio running for this while he takes care of pre-trip tasks. Nice. Trent, I am packing up all your games tonight. Uh, so the three auction winners, we got them all separated last night. And, uh, yeah, Trent's got a lot of big, heavy games, so I might be bringing two suitcases with me, Trent. <laughs> uh, Andre asks, best heavy game of 2017, in your opinion? You'll have to wait until, uh, you'll have to wait until May for that, Andre. Sorry, we don't give that away. Um, Vinos was, or Vinos, yeah, Lisboa is definitely an excellent game. Um, so there's one that might be in the running right there. So we'll go there. Uh... So yeah, sorry, we, we won't give away best heavy game because that's what the Golden Elephant Award and that gets awarded at HeavyCon in May. So uh, Nick says, Vinos is next. These two games that are behind me there, uh, Feudum and Vinos, are both getting playthroughs by the end of the month. So um, caveat, Feudum might be the first week in December, but yeah, it's coming up. But uh, Vinos, 100% will be live streamed uh, by the end of the month. So yes, that was the game voted on by patrons that they wanted uh, to see done. And so Vinos is going to happen, absolutely. Okay, cool. And Skippin says as soon as he closes it, he clicks a button, boom, everyone's uh, assignments go out. So cool. Dutch Yoda, um, I hope you are well, or well, I hope you are. Oh, it's okay, Vince. You can always do it after the fact. Maybe you could donate a few bucks when you get back here to the States. Uh, Vince says, Ugh, I tried a bunch of times to donate for the Puerto Rico stream. I was really upset that my U.S. bank card was freaked out by my being in China trying to pay on a Spanish language site. However, kudos to your bank, though, right? I mean, that. Eh, yeah, I know it's a pain in the butt and it's a bummer, but yeah, at least, you know, random... People can't steal your card like that and use it. So that's good. All right. Trent says his favorite heavy game of 2017 so far is 4X. Nice. Giovanni, will you do a top 50 again this year? That's always a treat. Yes. Um, I definitely think we are going to. We're not sure uh, when, but yes, it's going to be coming sooner rather than later. The plan is to do it this year, but if not, it'll be in January. Uh, Tony asks, which version? I assume you mean of Vinos. It'll be the 2016 edition with the 2010 rules. God, I hate. That is so frustrating that you have to be that explicit. And it's not like that's confusing at all. Or anything like that. Hmm. James asks, have you seen VTOL's new game about robbers escaping a city? I've heard it's much lighter than Lisboa. I have not seen it physically. I, I know uh, a little bit about it. Um, Vital uh, was joking with us that he's like, no, not heavy cardboard. This is not for you. <laughs> uh, but he's, he's, uh, he's designing some lighter games, um, honestly, to pay the bills, which I can't fault the guy because also big games like this take years. Uh, so it's, it's, it's not surprising that uh, these come out 
you know, every couple few years, but he does this full time. He's a full time designer, so he has to pay the bills. So I don't begrudge him that in the least. Yeah, Jesse says, I'm happy to see the Patreon or the patron number of patrons didn't plummet after the table giveaway. I'm relieved so far, uh, but so we're at 596. We did lose one patron, but we thankfully immediately got a new one to replace the number. So the number stayed static. Uh, so we'll see come the end of November, because whether you you quit now or whether you quit the last day in November, it's no different because you already gave the money. You already supported the show for the month of November. So I am pleasantly... Um, how do I say this? I am, I am holding reserved. I am apprehensive about the end of the month, but I'm also pleasantly surprised to see that they didn't just plummet after, uh, the giveaway for the table, which if those y'all didn't hear Douglas G, I believe he's up in uh Scani. He's up in Wisconsin, um, Wisconsin or Minnesota. I can't remember. I apologize, Douglas, but he was the winner. He actually was watching the stream after the fact and was having a bit of a freak out when he heard his name. So that was cool. On that note, we had a, uh, we had a patron reach out to us who said that he's going to be able to make us a little quick little Google form script to have a little fancier form for it. So going forward for giveaways. So yay. Thank you for that. That's, that's exciting. Um, but yeah, we'll see about the patron. I mean, my livelihood depends on it now, so we'll see. I'm not really concerned that it stayed pretty static since the end of the patron drive, um, but we expect it to just slowly and steadily increase as we go along. I'm just, I'm anxious to get through November uh, and, and see where things level out there uh, now that the table has been given away. So we'll see. <laughs> Mar Marlin, I'm not sure if you're trolling me or not here. He said, so how's punching heavy cardboard coming along? Um, if you're talking about late night cardboard, uh, then we can talk about that. But but clarify for me. Oh, hey, Don. So Don from Nightworks, uh, publisher of Forged in Steel, among other games, is here in chat. Says they're draw he's showing off Dragon Keepers at BGGCon this year. Awesome. Cool. I'll stop by. Uh, maybe not for a demo, but at least to see it. Plus to say hi, Don. So it's funny. So here we are in Denver. He's in Colorado Springs. We have to go to Dallas to see each other. Funny how this world works, right? Tony says the 2010 rules are clearly, or certainly the heavier rules. He's looking forward to our playthrough of Vino's. Yeah, we played the 2016 version just to, to with those rules, the 2016 rules to try it. And I don't begrudge anyone that, wishes to play with those that's just not at all what interests us with the removal of the bank so we probably will never play that again unless we were to stream it maybe but even then yeah we'll see about that yeah and rob talking about uh his bank messaged him on his donation to the mariafund.org yesterday so good glad to glad to see that banks are doing their job and people uh aren't losing money but at the same time really really uh Glad to see the the outpouring of support uh, for the uh, Maria Fund yesterday with the with the uh, Puerto Rico stream. That was cool. Brian Keenan asks, uh, "Pax Premier playthrough? Eventually, yes. I don't want to commit to when because right now, I'll be honest. The handful outside of the patron chosen game of the month, meaning uh, we're gonna do one stream a month that patrons choose. Outside of that, a lot, not all." But a lot of the playthroughs over the handful of next months are going to be uh, the hotness. It's going to be for Masson. Um, it's funny. I will. Somebody, one of the mods in here can link or, or yeah, can link to the picture I posted of our Essen Hall. We got a few games. So, yeah, it's going to be mostly focused on that going forward for until we work our way through it. So, but yes, Pax Premier will be coming eventually. Brant says, hoping there will be lots of new S and heavy games at PAX Unplugged uh, or PAX Unplugged. Uh, not too hopeful, though, but I am packing my heavy cardboard T-shirt. We appreciate the uh, you repping uh, the herd there, Brant. But good news. I don't don't sell that short because uh, Carmen from Game Surplus, he was there uh, um, for himself for 
Game Surplus as well as on behalf of PAX Unplugged. And he sent boxes after boxes after boxes after boxes of the new hotness to PAX Unplugged. And basically, most any game that you might be interested in, they probably have at PAX Unplugged. That said, not a ton of heavy games. Um, there's some solid mid to mid heavy and and a handful of heavy games obviously just not a ton this year um, a lot like last year but i expect there to be some pleasant surprises so we'll see but yeah there's definitely going to be a ton of games uh the new hotness there at pax unplugged so have a good time there brant hey uh mo how's it going we'll see you tomorrow or wednesday and uh for those that are interested so we're gonna have kind of a base of operations at bgg con and we're gonna try and commandeer kind of uh room 425 when we get to uh, bgg con now that doesn't mean we're always going to be in the room the whole time but folks like me chad from board game tables jim from punching cardboard um the the tbg guys uh we're gonna pretty much lock down a 425 or room 425 if possible or one of the 25 rooms on one of the floors uh and then kind of go from there so if you want to stop by and say hi please do also the meetup is going to be at 7 p.m or 1900 on thursday local time we're gonna meet at the bar like we did last year to be determined on giveaways, honestly, because Amanda's not going to be able to make it. It might just be, hey, let's come hang out at the bar, have a drink, have a Coke, whatever, um, chew the fat for a bit. And then we have three rooms locked down on the 11th floor for heavy cardboard gaming. So all the elephants, everyone goes up there and games for the rest of the night. So basically from like 8 p.m. until whenever on Thursday night. And I did it on Thursday this year so that people fellow elephants can meet one another and have gaming partners for the rest of the convention if they want so yeah so that was we're trying that this year so thursday 7 p.m at the bar downstairs cool cool i hope a lot of y'all come i will have t-shirts for sale i will have uh challenge coins with me i will have pins and i will have patches and yes with the t-shirts and the other purchases i will have the lisboa promo with me yes before that get gets asked. Hi, Paulo. Very funny, uh, Jared. He says, I'll make a script for you. Just don't look at the code. You might start wondering why I always win when using it. Weird. It only draws Jared. Paulo asks, what game do you want to play with me in Lyricon? Because we're going to Lyricon. The main reason, I'll be 100% honest. So Lyricon is in Lyricon. Uh, I, I butcher the pronunciation. I understand that. There's a another I in there that I can't seem to pronounce. But Lyra Portugal. Uh, that is, it starts on March 1st. The reason we are going to that is 95% self-serving of us and fellow elephants. And that's because... Uh, this goes back to Essen 2016. I was being hosted at What's Your Game booth. Uh, Mariano and Veronica w was hosting me there. That was my base of operations. And Nuno and Paulo were there, obviously. And I was like, so, fellas, are you all coming to, to HeavyCon? And they're like, oh, you come to Lyricon, we'll come to HeavyCon. I said, okay, done. And they laughed. <laughs> Joke's on them. So I told, and they were like, are you serious? I said, yeah, not in 17. I said, but in 18, we'll come. So Amanda and I are going to Lyricon in March 1st through the end of the convention in 2018. We, uh, and that kind of, both Nuno and Paulo, they're, they're honorable guys. So I guess they're going to be making the trip to HeavyCon this year. So the, the confirmed folks, I, I put confirmed in quotes, but Jeroen from Splatter, uh, Uli Blenerman from uh, Spielworks. Uh, Nuno and Paulo are going to be there. Um, Clay is supposed to be there from Capstone. Uh, Alex, for the head of Eagle Griffin. Uh, Jim, I, I should be there from Punching Cardboard. Travis, hopefully, from uh, Low Player Count. Brandon from Brawling Brothers. 
I'm forgetting more other folk. Um, and then obviously a hundred and change of your closest fellow elephants will be there. So if you're interested in attending, go to heavycardboard.com forward slash heavycon, I think is the address. If you just go to heavycardboard.com at the top, there's either, if you're on mobile, there's a drop down menu. Otherwise there's a list of things. If you go to heavycon, you can be put on the wait list. And that wait list is getting pretty extensive. So that seriously might put the impetus on me for 2019 to host two heavy cons. So we'll see. I'm not going to swear to that, but we'll see on that. Okay. So that was a long way to answer your question, Paulo. What game do I want to play with you? Are we going to play in Lyricon? I don't know. I'm, I'm hesitant to commit to a, a game at a convention I've never been, but I'll say this within reason pick one pick a day we'll play it done dutch yoda asks do you have a go-to game for the holidays nope although if you guys have not heard we uh the last few years amanda and i have done the uh, advent of gaming which i'm sure some of y'all have done to where it's a, a game a day you play a game a day in december and while we were in while we were on the Essen trip, whether it was in Netherlands or Essen, Amanda had the comically horrible idea of, hey, you know the advent of gaming? Why don't we stream a game every day? I laughed and said, you're nuts. No. And I couldn't get it out of my head. So now we're going to do it. Two catches, two caveats on that. Number one. It may not always be a game. It might be an Ask the Elephant like that, but we will stream something every single day uh, between December 1st and December 24th. And from December 25th through January 1st, Heavy Cardboard goes dark. Now, we're still going to have some content being posted, but we're not going to do anything live. Um, that's going to be a, a, a week to catch up and a week to kind of recharge a little bit for us after uh, three and a half weeks of straight live streaming. So yeah. So uh, do we have a go-to game? No, but we have 20 some odd of them that we're going to be go-to games now. How's that? <laughs> I'm terrified of that because that means I got to teach a lot of games, which means I got to learn a lot of games and not a ton between now and the beginning of December. So <gasps> fun. No, I'm excited about it. I'm scared. I'm intimidated by it. But if you don't challenge yourself, then you're never going to get better. You're never going to improve. You're never going to move on, right? So, yeah, why not? Robert says the only downside to business travel, even when you notify them ahead of time, you are likely to get holds on your car for suspicious activity. That's a fair point. That's why cash is king, right? Um, wear money belt and that's that. At least that's what it, we're trying to do for the most part. Nick says, why does the Heavy Cardboard Patreon page f say 560 versus 596? Is the difference people that support annually versus monthly? Exactly, Nick. And that's why we don't uh, tell folks to go to patreon.com forward slash heavy cardboard. We tell them to go to pledgehc.com because then they have an option. They can either go uh, click one button that takes them straight to Patreon, which is monthly, as you all know. And the other one takes them straight to the Heavy Cardboard store where you can buy annual patronage, uh, buy, purchase, support. You can support the show by doing an annual uh, pledge, I think is a good way to put it, um, based on what level you want. So if you want the $5 level, you uh, pay and you can pay via PayPal, you can pay via credit card. We, we have all that set up. You So the $5 a month would be $60 annually. So you pay $60 and you get all the perks that you would if you uh, pledge monthly through Patreon. In addition to that, all the updates and all the emails and all the messages that I send on Patreon, all the annual patrons are in a, uh, in a uh, Google like group that I copy everything over from Patreon and then immediately send it to all the pa the annual patrons so they don't miss out on any of it. They get all the links, they get all the everything. So so there's that. So yeah, that's the di disparity disparity between Patreon and the 596. 
So speaking of which, hold on one second. Now you got me a little worried. Hold on. Let's let's go check something. Oh, you know what I forgot to do? Oh no. Yep, we lost another patron. So it's 595. Whoa. All right, so we've lost two. All right, it happens. There's going to be, I mean, with this many, there's going to be some ups and downs, which, speaking of which, I forgot to do something. I'll be right back. I forgot to turn on the light that lets us know anytime there's a new patron. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, 595. All right. Um... Okay, so Marlon said, yes, I was asking about that. Now I got to go back and remember what it was you were asking about, birthday boy. Um, oh, yeah, okay. He was asking about late night cardboard, uh, the collaboration between uh, myself and... Why did that just turn red? Mods, quit messing with me. Um... All right, so the collaboration between myself and uh, Jim from Punching Cardboard. So back when we did the SM Preview show, he and Eric, when Eric was still on the show, they forgot to record a intro for the front end of their show for the SM Preview. And so he was like, hey, uh, I was like, why don't we just record one and we'll just release the same show just with different music, whatever. And he's like, cool. So what was supposed to be a, uh Oh, hold on one second. I'm getting, I'm getting an urgent message from Amanda. So hold on. Oh, wow. Something really got wonky on this. So you know what guys, hold on. Apparently DVR is not enabled on the stream. Um, so I need to make sure, give me one second. Let me set up something real quick. Let me go in and edit something. So give me a second. So you get, cause apparently you guys can't rewind. So give me a second. Do, 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 do. Yeah, this is weird, man. Something got changed on this. Oh, there it is. Oh no, I can't do it. Well, sorry guys. Apparently, you guys won't be able to rewind. So, sorry. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Uh, all right. So, anyway, moving on. Sorry. Um, yeah, I did. Okay. All right. Anyway. All right. Moving on, Amanda. So, as I was saying, the... Turn that off, please. Anyway. So... We recorded the front end of the show, and while Jim was editing, he was like, wow, this is really good. This is pretty cool. And so, hey, how about, uh, what about if we did something just kind of separately, just as a, our own thing? And I was like, okay, what would you have in mind? So we have talked about this since, and what we're going to do is we're going to sit and talk at BGGCon. I'm bringing my recording equipment. We may record the first episode. We may not at BGGCon. And what that is, is it's going to be completely different than heavy cardboard or punching cardboard. We're still working out the details, but it's going to be more topical, um, kind of, and it's going to be not safe for work, but it's also not going to be egregious. I didn't mean literally turn it off, guys. Um, it's not going to be egregious over the top cussing. It's just, we're not going to self edit. It's going to be on its own feed. It's going to be its own animal, uh, probably once a month thereabouts. So we'll go from there and we'll see how it is. So it's going to be a hot button topics that are going on in a hobby. It might be what we've been playing. It might be some mix of that. So we'll, we're still figuring out the length and all that. Understand it's one night a month. So it's not like it's going to negatively impact either our show or his. So rest assured, it's not su it's not taking away from anything. It's one night a month. I assure you that in everything that you guys do in your lives, you can spare one month, one night a month to do something else. And that's what we're going to do. So yeah, we're going to, we're going to see how that goes. So, 
Um, it's going to be based on y'all's feedback. So let us know what y'all think of that uh, if and when that comes to be. Okay? All right. All right. So let's see. All right. Let's see. Now I got to, because there's two strings, things are just wonky here. Um, shocker, I am way behind. All right. Let's see. Jesse asks, what games are you most excited to get around to now after Essen? I mean, Democracy Under Siege has got to be high on the list. Um, and I'm going to probably forget this, but let's see. Tony took two games for while I'm at BGGCon. He took Agra and something else. I can't remember. So he's going to learn those for us. And another one. Uh, Matt says he's going to do Noria and Pixie Queen. Um, yeah, all of them. I, I know that's such a cop out, uh, but outside of democracy under siege, I don't know that I have a favorite. Like there's nothing in that list that I'm like, I cannot wait to get to. So, <coughs> so I don't know. Um, I'm excited to be excited. I'm excited to, to find something that excites me. So we'll see. Zachary says, my copy of Antiquity is arriving soon. Will there be a Teach playthrough coming up? Yep, there will be, Zachary. Rest assured about that. Uh, Jake Heggs asks, do we have any game or do I have any games or events scheduled for BGGCon? Uh, oh, apparently Amanda says Tony also took Altiplano. So that there you go. So Agra and Altiplano. All right, getting back to this. Jake Eggs, do you have any games or events scheduled for BGGCon, or do you like to keep the schedule pretty open? In the past, I have overscheduled and just, uh, I don't like that. So literally the only thing that I have tentatively scheduled is Friday at noon. I'm playing some Age of Steam with Chad, John, and other elephants, question mark? Uh, probably in room 425 on Friday at noon. That's literally it. I know uh, Marcus and the folks doing the Winsome Game Day uh, invited me to swing by, so I'll definitely, I'll definitely do that. Outside of that, and the meetup, obviously, I don't have anything planned. That's kind of exciting because I one of the things that I really, really enjoy doing at conventions, which you guys will see. Um, is I like to, you know, wander, walk the earth, so to speak. I just like to go around to the different rooms, see what games are getting played, and tweet out a bunch of pictures. So if you don't follow us on, or follow me, as it were, on Twitter, at Heavy Cardboard, um, and you want to see that, then, then do so. Um... Also, one of the ideas that I threw out to uh, the folks in Slack last night, and it seemed to have a reasonably positive, uh, a reasonably positive um, reception to the idea, is I'm going to bring one of these cameras right here, not the main camera, but I'm going to bring like the one I'm on. I'm going to bring that uh, and give it to a different elephant for a few hours every day. And say, here, go film what you want to film. And then Amanda slash Matt have the onus on them when I get home to put together a BGG con from the herd type video and thought that would be kind of fun to do. So that's what that's going on. Um, yeah. So let's see. Yes, that's a good point. So as I said earlier, happy birthday, Marlon. And he's doing a awesome job on his blog. And I can't remember the exact spelling of your blog, Marlon. So link to it in there somewhere. Okay. Yeah, I figured as much, Robert, on Vinos, not vinyls. I got it. Uh, Mark Garretts. Hi, Mark. Uh, our interview dropped today. No need to, no need to be nervous about that. Uh, and you and I are going to sit for a conversations with heavy cardboard, um, early in next year. So looking forward to that. He said, will there be a playthrough of that Essen game with the toilet flushing water in your face? There might be just not on heavy cardboard. All right, cool. Mo, you'll be here or be at the con tomorrow. Good. I'll see you then. <laughs> Mike J says, uh, Hey, I want Chicago express in one of your drawings. When will you mail it to me? 
Um, I'll ask our shipping manager that, and I imagine she just heard that, so she's probably writing that down right now. Jesse, all shipping questions, email Amanda. She'll get to you. All right. Oh, yep. There you go. Amanda already took care of it. Um, Jason says, does this mean you will be getting to play Brazil? Yes, we are going to do a live stream playthrough of Brazil for the Kickstarter. Um, it's tentatively set up for January, February. Um, so, yeah, when it's ready, it's ready. It'll go up on Kickstarter and we'll have our playthrough of it. That should be Exciting and popular. Looking forward to that. Felifence. I like that, Ulrich. I like that. Talking about a second HeavyCon, Trent says a summer date for HeavyCon would be nice. It's a little bit tricky um, because obviously um, con season, it tends to be you know more towards the summer. I mean, it starts with for the most part, HeavyCon at the end of May, and then you got UK Games Expo, then you got Origins, then you got Geekway somewhere in there, and you ha then you have, oh boy, um, obviously Gen Con towards the end of summer, so maybe somewhere in there, we'll see. We'll, we'll play it by ear, we'll see. Truth Expose says, can you give us a sneak peek of your first impressions on Feudum? Some of the graphic design choices aren't my favorite, but the game's pretty cool. I'm not going to say any more than that because we're going to be reviewing it and doing a live stream on for it. I think it is on the schedule for the first week in December. So there you go. That's the best you're going to get out of me. Sorry, Truth. Oh, yeah. Uh, so one game that I am looking forward to playing at uh, BGGCon is yet another prototype, but it's one that we've already talked about on the show from the Texas guys, uh, The Cost, the game about um, uh, asbestos farming and how, um, as a corporation, you can choose to kill your workers to save money or you can choose to uh, save your workers and make less profit. I think that's a pretty awesome idea. And yeah, I'll not you know what I mean. Happy Mr. Dave. What was the last game you were really truly impressed by? It's a game that's not published yet. It's uh, uh, City of the Big Shoulders. That was the last game that I played that I was like, oh my, uh, played that at Gen Con. Sorry, Vince. He says, I'm really looking forward to the Secret Elephant this year. It's his first year uh, doing this, but making a wish list is such a pain. A wish list is just not the way I think about what I want out of the hobby. Well, you got to give people a direction on what to get you, right? I mean, that makes it really hard if they're just grasping at straws. So I hear you, but you kind of got to. I mean, as a kid, didn't you write a wish list to Santa? Hello? Santa Davis. Michael says the Canucks. Gross. Go Lightning. Yeah, whatever. Hey, I'm from Portland. This is the closest team. Plus, one of our best friends, Jody, is up in the Great White North, eh? Uh, he's in B uh, Vancouver. And so I, when I got into hockey, he was the one that got me into hockey and Amanda as well. So, yeah. Hey, your team's your team, right? There you go. Boardgamelife.blog. There you go, Marlon. So go check that out, y'all. Aboardgamelife.blog. Cool. Mark says, looking forward to, uh, looking forward to, where did I lost my spot? There we go. Looking forward to our, our talk next year. Good. Me too. Mark also asks, any essing games that you missed and regret now? So the only one that I can think of is senators a little card bidding game a little bidding card game <laughs> so so chatty boy on bgg one of the chads in the kansas city area uh buddies of ours his and my tastes are, are somewhat similar and uh i saw that he has already played and gotten rid of senators so that doesn't bode well but that doesn't mean i don't want to make my own up you know get make my have 
And I do this for a living now, so I don't have an excuse. Whew. I want to be able to make my own opinion of the game. So we'll see. So that's one. I'm hoping somebody has it at BGGCon. If not, then you know what? Say la vie, maybe down the road. We'll see. And uh, Yorick says Keeper would be one. Well, the thing is, I actually backed it on Kickstarter. The one that I missed out on was picking it up for next year's giveaway for HeavyCon. So I'm going to have to pay Richard to send a copy over for us uh, for a donation for a giveaway at HeavyCon. So whoops, that's on me. Just, yeah, crazy. Yeah, Vince says he has 20 to 30 games on his wish list for The Secret Elephant. Rob says, yeah, I got to trim down from about 160. I actually have to do mine. So that's part of what I'm going to be doing. That and uploading our videos to BGG as soon as I'm done with this. Uh, Michael asks, what's your best find of Essen? Too stu or is it still too early for that? Way, way, way too early for that. Haven't I there there are yeah, we've only scratched the surface of the game, so way too early so far. A lot of cheese bread discussion going on here. Andrew says he got his first play in a keeper last week, and it was awesome. Dying to dig into it more. So okay, good. Huh. Careful with that any, uh, all. What I mean by that is, I'm reading Kurt's question. Do you feel reviewers in a board game community need to be more critical in their reviews? It seems like every board game reviewer loves every game. You never hear negative reviews. Do you listen to our show, Kurt? Um, I'm going to assume you mean other than us. Do I feel that reviewers need to be more critical? No, it's their show. It's their their style of reviewing. They can review however they want. So do I feel like the onus is on them? Absolutely not. Do I enjoy a more balanced, a more critical review? Critical being not necessarily highlighting the negatives, but critical more... Ev Honestly, I mean, and wow, this is going to sound totally egotistical, but I, I don't know any other way to word this, but for me, the types of reviews that I enjoy are the kinds that we make. Um, I also enjoy what the guys over at Punching Cardboard do, uh, both with Jim and now uh, with that other new guy. Uh, but no, seriously, um, the reason the show came to be is I, I wasn't hearing what the types of stuff that I wanted to hear about. I didn't hear that more in-depth stuff. And so about uh, specifically about the games that we enjoy playing. So do I feel, would I like if there was more? Yes. Do I feel like they should? That's up to them. You know what I mean? It's kind of a fine line. Like I don't want to tell, you know, Rado or any of the other folks, hey, you should be more. No, it's their show. Let them do what they want. However, you, as a listener slash viewer, you might want more, and that's that's what we're providing, but there are others, um, definitely there are others, and like I said, I mean, Punching Cardboard does it, um, and I'll be honest, now that I've gone full-time, my podcast listening has dropped significantly, um, but there are other shows out there that are more critical. I know, um, I, I don't know the the cat's name that used to do them, but all your board games are bad. I think he, he was a little too heavy handed with it sometimes. Um, but I thought he did a good job, but he quit reviewing cause, uh, it takes a lot of time and he didn't like having to foist games upon his game group. Um, so yeah, would I like if there was more critical reviewing? Yes. And again, critical meaning, not just negative, but critical as far as deeper analysis of it. Yes, I would. So that Andrew asks, um, yeah, hold on. Let me, one last thing with Kurt. Um, he says you never hear negative reviews. Careful whenever you say never, um, you don't often. And that's one thing being, being in the public eye now, and I feel like I less so you being the you know just 
average everyday person. Um, whereas me, now that I have the show, I am acutely aware of the verbiage that I use. We try not to use any kind of big trigger words like broken, stupid, dumb, um, you know, etc. Anything that really is going to, you can convey the same ideas without saying that. However, on the same token, I try not to use words like never um, because that's not usually the case. It's just maybe not often. So again, it's just whenever I read stuff like that, I'm not only aware of it on my end, but also when I'm reading it, because I mean, it's the internet where we all get, we, we all get, um, we all have our particular ways of generalizing things. So just, I'm just saying, be careful with that. All right. Andrew said, have you heard any updates about city of the big shoulders? I have Raymond is going through some personal stuff right now. And so things are kind of on hold right now. Uh, I actually reached out to him last week. I think it was maybe earlier this week. No, uh, this is Monday. So yeah, last week and asked him about the updated prototype because that's when we don't live stream prototypes often. We're going to on this one because I think I think this game deserves the hype that it it's going to be getting and we're going to lead that charge because one game, mind you, but I was really, really impressed by that game. Another one that I'm really looking forward to, um, if they ever actually do anything with that, Mo, is the cost. So that's a couple of prototypes that we want to shine light on um, in the coming months. But yeah, that's kind of on hold right now. So when his life settles out, I think, and things get a little bit more stable with, with what's going on uh, with Raymond there with City of the Big Shoulders, um, then you'll be seeing and hearing more about it, no doubt. All right. Mark Garrett says, playing Keeper for the first time tomorrow. Let us know what you think. So I'm curious on that, Mark, because, you know, when you and I talk, obviously you try to uh, boil down games to their most, I don't want to say basic, but their most streamlined version of, of what they could be, right? Like take, for instance, mini rails. Um, do you also enjoy these bigger, more involved games? Curious, but you don't have to answer that now. That's a question for next year. <laughs> uh, this is why these become three hours, Edward. I, uh, Kent Icarus Must Burn asks, uh, any opinion on whether anyone might pick up Gentis? I 100% guarantee someone is picking up Gentis. There are discussions going on behind the scenes right now. Um, and my gut, please do not quote me on this, okay? But my gut is it's either going to be a late 2018 or maybe like an early-ish 2019 wider release. That's my best guess. It is not picked up to the best of my knowledge yet, but I know for a fact it's going to. So how's that? Hopefully that answers your question. Andrew uh, asks, what set of game mechanisms would be needed to encompass your feelings about the Broncos starting Brock Osweiler again? Um, keep in mind, not really a Broncos fan. I'm a Cowboy fan. Uh, that was hard. Uh, so note... If your all-pro left tackle doesn't play in the game, your second and third string, they got eight up yesterday. Boy, that was embarrassing. Whoo, that was hard. I don't think they miss Zeke as much as they miss Tyron Smith. Anyway, regarding the Broncos, if you have three quarterbacks, you have zero quarterbacks. That It doesn't matter anything that they do. They need to just punt on the season and find a quarterback. Because nobody that is on the current staff is going to be uh, a guy to uh, hang their hat on. Skippin says at least the Canucks and Avs aren't in the same division any longer. Which means less trips that the Canucks come to town. Which is a bummer to me. But, yeah. I do wish that we had a, a local team. I wish we lived somewhere that like we could root for the home team. Because every time we go to a game, whether it's the Avs for the Canucks, uh, we've never gone to a Cowboy game, uh, but if when the Cowboys visit the Broncos or when the Reds come to the Rockies, um, we're always the bad guys. It would be nice to like be able to root for the for the home team, but it just works out that way. 
And Giovanni, no, Judge and Bellinger won't be unanimous, but yeah, those are going to be the winners. Uh-oh, Amanda. <laughs> Skipping reminded me I need to check into my flight. So Amanda, can you get on that and do that for me, please? Thank you. Uh, cool. All right. Tony's already checking out Marlon's blog. Good deal. All right. I'm curious. Uh, so Happy Mr. Dave says it's too early to know the best essing games, but the correct answer will be Gaia Project. Can you can you find the term Mystica fan in here? I'm curious, Dave. Have you uh, played Clans of Caledonia yet? Games are never behind me just because. It may not be obvious what the what the reason for it is. It is today, but they are never just up there because just so you guys know it's always kind of an easter egg is the why is that up there um so michael yes uh vinos is going to be live streamed we've already reviewed vinos but we have uh we're going to live stream it later this month i'll get on it vince i'm sorry Oh, nice. Board Game Trucker says, hey, Edward, I always enjoy the Q&As. Thanks for doing them. My pleasure. I'm glad I'm glad you guys do because, well, my, my guess is y'all wouldn't be here if you didn't enjoy them or maybe this just beats being at work. But nonetheless, it's nice to hear. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, Rob says, I like the other new guy, especially hearing how he gives it back to Jim as much as he gets talking about over on punching cardboard. So Jim was worried that he was, he, he, he would be a little bit too not spar with Jim enough. And I think that's not going to be the case at all. I think it's just a matter of letting them get comfortable. And I'm, I, I'm, Theirs is one of the few shows that I still listen to. Um, I make the time to listen to. So, yeah, I really enjoy uh, uh, both of them over on Punching Cardboard. So I'm glad to see that um, with Eric stepping away that he was able to to fill the, the shoes. Um, well, not fill the shoes, but find somebody to co-host with that, that brings their own energy there that doesn't replace Eric, but makes it their own show. You know what I mean? Much like the transition we went through with Tony leaving the show and Amanda coming on. Very similar, right? It took us a while. Hell, to be honest with you, I feel like it took us like 14 months to really get a, a, a good rapport going. Me and Amanda, I'm talking about. Even though she's my wife, being here um, on the show it took a long time for it to really gel I until I felt like it was really something, uh, something really good and something special. And it sometimes can take a really long time. Good to hear, Kurt. All right. And I think that's a fair point, too. Jason says lower volume reviewers tend to review things they like. There's some selection bias that goes on there. Sure. I mean, anybody that isn't putting out a ton of reviews is going to almost universally select. Not not always, mind you, but almost always review games that they enjoy. Because let's face it, man, playing games that you really aren't super keen on. It's not the most fun, but it's my job. Um, so I don't mind doing that. There, there's kind of a, I take a little bit of pleasure in, in, in playing games that I don't really enjoy because, uh, it's a challenge because it's not just, Ooh, I get to trash this game. No, not at all. Um, I, I can, and I have, but do so in a professional manner in which and also respectful manner. I, at least I think we do a good job of that. But it's also a challenge to, I mean, our, our, the three things that we promise in our reviews, right? Fair, honest, and thorough. Well, thorough, that's not a problem. Uh, the honest, that's never going to be a problem. And the fair, the fair part meaning balanced, right? Meaning finding, finding the positives in a game that you do not enjoy can be a challenge and I enjoy that challenge. So if you look at it that way, 
uh, it becomes less of a chore and more of a, all right, yeah, let's get into this. Let's a challenge for myself. Um, so that's part of the reason why we do negative reviews, but also part of that fair balance aspect, you have to, um, and I do it because I feel like it, it lends credence to when we really like a game and the why, um, but even on games we don't like, it's important for us not to just say, oh, we don't like this game. It's, oh, these are the things that we don't like, and this is why we do not like them. Because you as listeners slash viewers, you guys want to be able to make your own decisions, and hearing why we don't like something really matters from a standpoint of you might be thinking, oh, wow, that, that stuff that you don't like about a game. I really like that aspect about games. So maybe this is a game that I will enjoy, even though you, Edward, you, Amanda, you, any third chair, even though y'all don't like it, I think it would me. And then even in a negative review, we're able to, or even if it's not a completely negative review, the negative aspects of a review in general can help you guys and gals, obviously, but you guys, um, make informed decisions and just because it's a negative for us doesn't mean it will be for you so i i these challenges are exciting to me and it helps keep things fresh for me even though it's a game i might not enjoy i can still find ways to enjoy it just like if you're getting trounced in a game and you know you're not going to win but you know what i'm going to i'm not going the goal no longer is to win the game because i can't okay so I'm going to build this really cool tableau or I'm going to go do and do these things that give me that feeling of accomplishment and that positive. You're just changing uh, your target. And I feel like that helps a lot with negative reviews and games that you're not enjoying from a professional reviewer standpoint. Does that make sense? I hope. Uh, Dave asks about City of the Big Shoulders. Is it going traditional? publishing or Kickstarter. Um, last I heard was Kickstarter, but everything is always in flux until it happens. So to be determined on that, how's that? Board Game Trucker says, hey, Ed, it's Edward. Uh, are you going to be doing some daily diaries from BGGCon? That'd be really fun to listen to. Of course. Yeah. Um, just because Amanda's not going, she's going to uh, get up early each morning. So I am going to record them every night, starting Tuesday night through Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. so five daily diaries this week or this week coming for the podcast. Um, so I'm going to upload it, record it and upload it on Tuesday. Amanda's going to get up early, uh, like 4am on Wednesday to edit and upload those for y'all on the podcast and probably a day, maybe two days delayed on the YouTube channel. So kind of the impetus to drive folks to the podcast, but they will eventually be up on the uh, YouTube channel as well. But yes, it's not going to just be me. Uh, it's going to be different guests throughout the, throughout the, uh, each night. So I think that'll be a lot of fun along with the, uh, here, give the camera to an elephant, a different elephant and a elephant's point of view at BGG con. I think that's going to be a lot of fun, at least for me. <laughs> Mark Garrett says, spoiler, I love playing involved games, not designing them. Fair enough. Hello, Fabio. Vince says, uh-oh, it's almost 3 a.m. I should hit the sack. It all depends what you have planned for tomorrow, Vince. If you have something early, then yes, go to bed. If not, hang out. All right, Dave, maybe we should play that at, uh, we should play Clans of, Clans of Caledonia at BGGCon. That's one I can roughly teach, at least now. Okay, a lot of positive feedback so far on Gaia Project. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting our copy. Trent. Uh, the one copy I got was for Trent. We were only allowed to buy one of them, so I bought it for our auction winner. That's a tough one. So, uh, an alchemist. There you go. Trying to figure out your how to say your name. Sorry. An alchemist asks, would you recommend Sidereal Confluence for people who haven't played any trading heavy games? 
You know, I I have one play of it, so I don't know that I can recommend it for a certain type of gamer or not. Honestly, the my best piece of advice would be to go watch our playthrough. Go watch the teach and some of the playthrough if you don't want to sit for the whole thing and get a feel for it yourself. And then you make your own determination if it would be a good fit for you or your group. After one play, impossible for me to say at this point. Adam says a Vino's playthrough would be great. Well, it's going to be uh, probably the week after Thanksgiving, maybe the week of Thanksgiving. I'm not sure which um, a review that that's already been done. Adam, you should go back and listen to those. And Chris, first week in December, uh, feudum. Uh, Kent asks any rumors about any upcoming heavy legacy games i.e. charter stone but on steroids not that i've heard in fact yeah not that i've heard no uh fabio says he didn't hear anything about 18 cz at uh, essence time frame any any thoughts if it's going to have wider distribution where can i get a copy um you can reach out to lonnie i'm not sure uh the name of the uh uh the publisher there but you can reach out to Lonnie and probably still get a copy through him, I think. Uh, no word on wider distribution. I'm still waiting on our copies. They're supposed to arrive on Wednesday. Oh, there you go. Thanks, Jared. Yeah, Clans of Caledonia. Positive first impression of it so far. Um, so with everybody in our group. But it's one play as well. So a little early to, to talk about on that. So we'll see. Board Game Trucker asks, what's your favorite Hollenspiel game and what do you recommend for Euro gamers? Ooh, um, I've only played two of them so far, 4X and an Infamous Traffic. I have supply lines downstairs and we also have uh, Optimates and Populares. Um, for Euro players, honestly, the only one that really comes to mind is an Infamous Traffic, but it might be a little hard to wrap your head around. I would recommend... Uh, checking out the review and playthrough. Honestly, um, that would be where to start. Others might have different recommendations, but I'm trying to think for Euros, I think that might be it. 4X is going to be hard for me to recommend to a wide audience. It's a really good game, but yeah, it's going to be a very specific audience for that one. Good. Adam says, thanks for doing the special Puerto Rico charity playthrough. It was a great stream. Good. Glad you enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. I'm on quite the streak, too. I'm winning, aren't I? Whew. It's pretty cool. All right. So, apparently, I'm B27 for checking into my flight. Oh, well. No big deal. It's, what, like a two-and-a-half-hour flight. It's no big deal. Eh. Um, how's Ash doing? I don't know. Um, I know he's alive, but, uh, you know, I could always text him, but that doesn't look good on the stream. Um, he's been, he's been dealing with, uh, real life stuff. So I've tried to reach out to him a couple times. He's been a bit out of pocket. So I actually am going to harass him today about, uh, coming back around a bit. So we'll see. Uh, let's see. Well, the good news, though, is Bev is going to be here for Thanksgiving, so she might actually be able to see Ash in person. That'll be good. Um, Paul asks, hey, I'm caught up, too. Hey, Edward, have you looked at Agra yet? Yep, I've looked at it. I have. True story. Looks good. <laughs> no, seriously, Tony, uh, Tony took our copy. He's going to be learning it while I'm at BGGCon. We're going to tackle it when when i get back so yeah york says oh we should leave live stream that i assume you're talking york about uh about um ash and but oh oh yeah definitely oh yeah all right wow i'm caught up cool so it's just after 12 i have no idea how long it's been going on um Agro looks like a fun game dave says but the board that's on a slope for whatever reason looks very aggravating ha ha 
see what you did there. Um, actually, from what I've heard, it's really not that hard. Everybody seems to be making a mountain out of a sloped molehill. Um, we haven't messed with it yet, but from what I've heard, because you need to be able to see where things are on the market, that's why it's at an incline. Um, I think it's cool. I, I Gamers will complain about everything and anything. Uh, I haven't tried it yet, so I'm going to reserve any kind of opinion, but I think the idea of being able to show it to the entire table because it's on a slope, I think that's a cool idea. So we'll see how it works. So, but so far from what I've heard, it's a non-issue. So there's that. All right. Wow. That's it. So, um, BGGCon Thursday night, 7 p.m. at the bar, then gaming upstairs on the 11th floor. Uh, I'll have t-shirts, challenge coins, which challenge coins these things are real nice listen yeah these turned out so good gonna have challenge coins pins patches and t-shirts with me uh as well as the lisboa promo for anybody that that uh buys a t-shirt or 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 spends at least 20 bucks so there's that all right cool um oh okay there's one last one Kent asks, uh, how do you think Essen compared to this, this year? Too early to tell. Um, I know there was, I mean, obviously we brought back a, a ton of games, but there aren't a ton of real heavy ones. Uh, but that doesn't mean there's not a ton of really great games in that in that hall. So we'll see. Um, it, it felt busier, but I, I think what you're asking, Kent, is whether or not uh, the game selection was as good and it's too early to tell on that anything i say is just a wag just a wild wild ass guess at this point so yeah i don't know all right so cool all right hopefully uh if you're coming to bggcon make sure you say hi uh buy a shirt too that'd be cool um if you have a shirt already wear it while you're there so we can see each other like elephants from afar hello all right, have fun, guys. Um, if you're coming to BGGCon, definitely stop by, say hi. If you're not, then hopefully you enjoy the Daily Diaries, and we will be back with uh, more live streams the week after BGGCon, so Thanksgiving week here in the States. All right, cool, guys. Thanks, everybody, for joining me. And also, last but not least, here it is, right there, crawling across the screen, right here, pledgehc.com. So if you want to support the show... That's the best way to do so. So that way we can get this back up to 596. So we're not lying. Okay. Because we're at 595 now. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Like, subscribe, do all that stuff down below. Take care. I'll see y'all after BGG Con. Later, y'all. Mm -hmm.